Hey there, welcome to a special edition of our PDMIOS podcast. We're going to talk about a recent movie, in fact one that's in theaters right now, as opposed to what we normally do. So hold on to your hats, hold on to your butts, hold on to your boots. Get ready to hear about the movie The Martian. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. And I'm Jose. The movie we saw was The Martian from this year, 2015. Amazing. We don't do this. It's brand new. We're trying it out. Directed by Ridley Scott, starring Matt Damon, Jessica Chastain, Kristen Wiig, Jeff Daniels, Michael Pena, Kate Mara, and Chua Del Ejiofor. Now, there are a couple of other people that are famous enough that people would be able to recognize the names if I said them, but I kind of want to leave it out because those were surprising moments for us. If they come up naturally in the conversation, that's fine. Because I have a feeling we're going to want to talk about at least one or two of these guys. Uh, what do you guys think? Was it okay? I thought it was really good. It was better than Prometheus. Miles better than Prometheus. I'll put that on the poster. Jose says better than Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really liked it a lot, too. Now, solid flick. Solid flick, that's for sure. Um, a, a return to form, possibly, really, Scott? When was the last time he had this kind of form, though? I mean, when was the last everybody said it was good? Gladiator? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Robin Hood was, was not very good. Kingdom of, uh, of Heaven there was only good when it was the director's cut. And uh, Prometheus was pretty blah, blah. And I'm sure we're forgetting stuff, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not Alien or Blade Runner caliber, but it was very, very good. I mean, do you agree, Sarah? Yeah, I I did feel like um, it was super entertaining. It felt sort of like triumph of the human spirit kind of thing. I thought of it as a combination of like Castaway and maybe. I don't know. What else was it like? Apollo 13. Apollo 13, exactly. <laughs> it was like Apollo 13, but science fiction. Like, if we were doing things we couldn't actually do yet. I'm pretty sure we could plant plants and stuff. You know, that's... Remember I was trying to figure out who this reminds me of? It, it reminds me of Ron Howard. And uh, not not just because of Apollo 13, but the, even the way that uh, Matt Damon's parts when he was on uh, the moon... No, wait. Uh, where'd he go? Mars. It was very... It wasn't like anything I've really seen really Scott do. No, I thought the the sets were amazing. It looked like Mars. I was convinced. I thought they flew to Mars and actually filmed on there. Um, it certainly took me by surprise. I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if the whole thing was CGI. If they just used the technology from the Polar Express and kept, you know, kept using it. <laughs> they don't have to license it out. No, 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 no. Yeah. They don't license out garbage <laughs> to make movies. Anymore. Anymore. Yes, I do. I walked into this movie knowing nothing about it and thinking that it was a prequel to Interstellar, for those that know what I'm talking about, and it was not. 
And then I kept correcting myself, thinking, well, this is based in reality. And then I thought, no, it's not based in reality, really. I mean, it's based on our planet, but um, there are things definitely happening that are science fiction in the movie. <laughs> well, I thought it was pretty grounded. Which which parts did you think were, were overtly sci-fi? Uh, well, being able to do things that we can't do yet, I guess. The fact that NASA is magically refunded when it's not now, that's definitely science fiction. Childish Gambino being a scientist is what what really made it sci-fi for me. <laughs> he had to do something. He, they signed him up on a on a studio-wide contract. He's got to be in every movie they're going to make from now on. I'm just really bummed that they scrapped his rap song at the end credits. No. He was better in this than in Magic Mike XXL. He was in that movie? <laughs> yeah. He was in that, yeah. What'd he do? He just uh, Did talked he to people. he his clothes? No, he, he removed his clothes for... I, I, I saw this film in theaters, so I... I wouldn't know. He, he he did remove his clothes for for a small portion of it. Very good. Uh huh. I don't know if that movie fits into the purview of the show, but probably. I mean, that seems kind of fantasy to me, at least. It's a fantasy of mine. This is weird because um, we're talking about something that just happened, like that anybody can just go see. Right. I don't really, yeah, I don't really like to mull over a movie that i just seen. I like to, like, spend 24 hours thinking about it, too, but it's kind of, I kind of want to get it fresh out there so that if uh, somebody would has an interest in seeing the movie and wants to know what we thought, there you go. I don't know why. Oh, by the way, Aaron, we miss you. We know that you're off fighting dragons in the other land. Uh, we'll see you soon, buddy. No, he, he just wasn't available to go see the movie with us today. That's why we have Jose. It's a poor substitute. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's fine. It's great. We've got a guest. Yeah. If anybody else wants to be a guest, just let us know. So what made this movie special? Uh, definitely Matt Damon. I think he knocked it out of the uh, the proverbial park there. He was he was pretty, pretty darn awesome, in my opinion. Yeah, I... I have seen Goodwill Hunting like a zillion times because it's like one of my favorite movies. And um like I just kind of was amused to myself while I was watching this, thinking about like what his input on this movie could have been because he wrote Goodwill Hunting with Ben Affleck and like there were some moments that just felt like innately Matt Damon. I guess, the way I see him. But um, he did such a good job in this movie. And, yeah, I think that it's hard to find fault. Um, something pretty intense happens in the beginning of the movie. It just starts off right away. The, that's what I kind of liked about that. Because I was like, oh, we're already on my... Oh, my God, it's happening already. You know, the whole... There is no setup, really. Yeah, the whole emphasis of the story... Is just boom right there. Get right into it. No build up or anything like that. And that's that was a really good decision, in my opinion. Ridley, I approve. Yeah, it was very Cronenberg um, esque. The the uh, the beginning scene there, or at least shortly after the beginning scene. What are you talking about? They put a videotape into his stomach. 
Something gets put into his stomach. So, somebody had relations <laughs> with a vehicle? Not quite. Um, he... Somebody got shot with a bone made out of chicken, or a gun made out of chicken bones. That reminds me, I have to rewatch that, but no, not quite. Um, he gets impaled by by debris. Oh, yeah. And then he has to extract said debris. And, uh, yeah, very, very body horror stuff going on that, uh, that I enjoyed. I mean, Scott does that, right? He does, you know, he's done Alien. He did Prometheus. Those got body horror elements in it. That's true. I guess, um, yeah, Cronenberg doesn't have a, a monopoly on that sort of stuff. He does in our hearts. I just thought he acted really well in that scene. He was acting like somebody who was doing something very painful. Absolutely. And um, I don't know if it was makeup or what they did, but he looked like super pale, like all the blood had just left, like his head, like he was about to faint or something. And it just, it felt convincing. That's fantastic. You are with him so much from the very beginning just because, because he doesn't die and he knows what to do. And it's, I'm not just talking about the entire movie, but in the beginning, it's like, what kind of survival instincts would you have if you were in that situation? I would probably just roll over and die. You know, I'm not a genius or a botanist or anything like that. Or both. I would definitely take my helmet off and step outside. Um, I, I would not be able to handle the, the disco music going on in the movie. Um, yeah, I'd kill myself too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not a big disco fan. In the film, uh, their, 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 their commander, their captain, I believe, um, brings with her an assortment of disco tunes. And uh, Matt Damon happens to cycle through them. It's kind of a bad stamp on Jessica Chastain's uh, acting profile that now she's going to be known as the woman who only likes disco music. I mean, that's that could really bring down somebody's career, and I hope that she'll be able to recover. I did just see her in that really good movie that's on Netflix Instant Watch, and, you know, it's called Miss Julie. Miss Julie. And... You overheard it the other day, and we're like, what the hell are you watching? <laughs> yeah, she, she wasn't listening to disco in that movie, but she was uh, She was acting up a storm, I guess. There was a lot, of, a lot of cheese being thrown at that screen, and I could hear it from upstairs. I wasn't watching with Sarah when she watched it. It's, uh, it's based on a really old play, and it's that. It's a, it's a dark... I guess, movie. I don't really know what to say. But... Maybe it was a Dutch play like that other one we saw that was just overacting central. It it was around the same time period as that, but it was written in England or Ireland, I think. I think it was an Irish playwright. Ah. And it was the, you know, the woman uh, had the freedom of will to choose to sleep with someone she wanted to, but then, you know, she had to kill herself for it afterwards. Because those were the times. Sounds like a reverse <laughs> it follows. <laughs> yep. And she didn't even listen to the Bee Gees. Wait, what are we talking about? Uh, Jessica Person. Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, Jose, you were talking about... <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth. You were talking about how some people have a problem with all the Earth parts of this movie. Ah, which so I'd say I it's about split 50-50. Yeah, so so word on the street says a couple people a, a couple people out there had some problems with um third 
like third act in the movie, we spend maybe t- about 20 minutes on Earth away from Matt Damon. We do not see Matt Damon's face throughout, you know, these 20 minutes. And some people were pretty peeved about that. You know, you pay to see Matt Damon, then, you know, 20 minutes out of that is, is no Damon. I kind of understand, but at the same time, those Earth parts are fantastic. Not at one point that I feel, ugh, this is a drag, just get along with it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I guess a, a couple folks did not enjoy that. Yeah, people you know personally, or the internet? The internet, okay. who I know very personally. Yes. Yeah, I don't get it, because I thought every, almost every part of this movie was riveting, uh, I think that the if I had to complain about one thing, I I don't know. You Not give enough me more scenes. Yeah, I don't really want to spoil anything either. I mean, you see from the trailer that he has grown some stuff. I think, and you see that's right. He's Mars' he's, first pot farmer. Goes it, smokes it. Um. I can't concentrate. I don't know what my problem is. It's because we're... It's a different dynamic. Yeah. But it's it's cool. It's totally cool. I mean, we haven't had time to cook or, you know, sit around cooking on this at all. Oh, no, no, yeah. This is fresh. Fresh review. Okay, uh-huh. guys? This is real fresh. Right off the grill. Very much fresh. I mean, this is our first time doing this. And we if I, if I have my way, you know, and, and somehow uh, acquire an unlimited bank account, we'll do this pretty often whenever we can. I know the next movie we have on the docket is to watch that uh, with The Last Witch Hunter with Vin Diesel, which Aaron is going to be there for because he is really excited about that movie. He doesn't want to talk about it, but he's super excited. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't say that. <laughs> He needs to be able to defend himself if he wants to. <laughs> um, I get it. I'm a Vin Diesel fan. Yeah. Or I'm a Fast and Furious fan, I should say. Yeah. You love knockaround boys and boiler room. I love I love the pacifier. What can I say? The pacifier, yeah. Is that the only movie he's in where he's also a babysitter? Yes. Okay, never mind. <laughs> you kept telling me that you were imagining this as as Mark Wahlberg instead of Matt Damon. Yeah. Which, which nobody else do that. Just, like, expel that idea from your mind you right know, now. It's out there in the ether now. <laughs> but I I just didn't understand why. It's because he's got that slight accent. They have similar accents, Matt Damon and uh, Mark Wahlberg. And m- there were a lot of scenes where Matt Damon was in kind of a semi-profile talking to the camera while wearing a hoodie. And his head just, for some reason, kind of looked like Mark Wahlberg's to me. And I was like, just imagining Mark Wahlberg going, I'm going to have to science the, you know, what out of this. You know, it's It wasn't. I was just thinking of how much of a quality dip we would have had. Yeah. <laughs> and trying true. not to remember what I was, what had occurred to me. And it didn't ruin the movie for me, but. Do you think, I mean, there's some parts where Matt Damon looks a little bit thinner, like. Not to do, like, too much right. spoiling. But do you think there were, like, body doubles used? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It I was, looked I'll, like I'll it. I was definitely thinking yeah, you, body double when I saw that. You never saw his head attached to that. No. I mean, that that's that's what I was thinking of. If I had one complaint, some of the effects were kind of wonky. Like, uh, that part. Uh, which is fine. You know, they did tricks. It, it could have been a lot worse. The and sand they, could have been redder? No. I'm talking about when they're floating around in, uh, in the space station. 
There were times where they like kind of oh. launch themselves into hallways, and it's like that doesn't look. I guess I don't really know what it would look like in real life because I've never been to space, but it it looked wonky. <laughs> I was thinking of how in, in Inception when they're doing the anti gravity parts, how that looked seamless. Yeah, that looked amazing. That did not look wonky at all. Right, and this did not. This looked wonky compared to that. It looked like they were getting vacuumed into like a hallway whenever they tried to jump into one. It was it was very <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah very, very non realistic. Very good call. Vacuumed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a convenient way. Hey, go go to the bathroom. Hit the button. <laughs> I recognized one of these guys from Gossip Girl. Oh, which one? Uh, the one that ended up with. Oh, I can't say that. The one that was in the uh, that like the young like, the younger guy who didn't have any children. He was in like a yeah. Um, the one that was like, Captain always, America. He was in, who Sebastian? was in Captain America? Yeah, Se- Sebastian. Sebastian. Sebastian something or other. He's like, yes, from another country. Or something. <laughs> wait, wait. He's from a different country. I think so. I think Stan. He, like Sebastian Stan. So why didn't he play a foreigner like the other guy did? Foreigner? Yeah. I don't know. They, they... I think I've seen him speak another language in a movie before. I don't know. Look it up. No, I'm not going to look it up. Why? This is fresh We're off live. the stove. Okay, okay, okay. I'll up. get my, I'll get Live my stuff together here. We're already going longer than I thought we were going to, but we haven't really talked. I feel like... Okay. Okay, to... What what haven't we done? We haven't just, like, broken down what happens in this movie. Because we don't really want to. We just want to emphasize that it's really good. Right. And it was. It was really, really good. It was it, uh, one of the best movies I've seen this year, quite possibly. What about Jeff Daniels? Um, he, it was interesting seeing him out in the newsroom, I guess. <laughs> I like Jeff Daniels. I didn't watch that show at all. I, did you watch it, Jose? I saw season one. Season two was kind of a bonkers, so was I did not. Was his character comparable? No. Okay. No, no. No, he... So he wasn't like he the acted, newsroom. He he definitely acted in he the Martian. He wasn't like Dumb and Dumber. Uh... And he wasn't like blood work or arachnophobia, so... He did good. Okay, that's all. That's all we got. You know who I really like? Michael Pena. Michael Pena, that guy. Yeah. It's nice seeing him in more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's got this and that man, and I'm sure he's going to be. He has been, or is going to be in another movie this year. He's got. He's got work lined up for sure. He's real good. I really like seeing him almost every time. I can't think of. I say almost every time, but I, I can't think of a time where I wasn't like, "Hey, that guy's pretty cool." Yep. No. Michael Pena. How was old is he now? I think he's younger than us. I think he might be around our age or something. Really? Maybe. Well, when when did when was the first time you saw him? Because I don't remember him. Well, now I'm afraid to say because I'm afraid I'm wrong. No, go ahead and let. I'll, I will check the. We internet. talked about this, I think, when we saw Ant Man. I think I was like, "Oh, um, wasn't he in such and such?" That's really funny that I I forgot he was in Ant Man. Yeah, but yeah, that's really good. Didn't didn't we look it up then? You were like, "Oh." Euler, yes. Yes, we did look it up then. Okay, well, we're looking it up again because I don't want to be wrong. You were thinking of Lou Diamond Phillips. But I think I saw him in something in the 90s. Well, what was it? A movie. Just say it. No, I'm not going to because I think I was wrong last time. Do it. Okay, let's see if I'm right uh, or wrong. Oh, yeah, he was an American Hustle. 
as the ab in ab scam? Yes. Go down. The one farther. the replacement ab. Amen. Fury. Cesar Chavez. American Oso. Turbo. Jose, can you go get that real quick? <laughs> that vehicle sound bite. No. Um, I'm cutting all this out. I don't know if this. Hello, hello, hello. Watch. Go down farther. Good doctor. He's in Sueño. He's in Crash. Is it Crash, you said? Nope. Which one was it? He's on the show Felicity. Oh, Fluff. Just, just say it. Well, uh, it's just not there. Whatever it was. Star maps running free. Touched by an angel. All right. Go up. Hmm. Yeah. No. Who? What movie did you think it was? I think I was confusing Sueño with um, Selena. Oh, that's right. You said it was Selena. That's right. Yeah. He was not. What the heck? Pascal, be nice. All right, be civilized. Down. Okay, let's get back on point here. Martian. Who else do flick. we need to talk about? We got. We already had Jessica Chastain ruining her career. Great actress. She was good in this movie. She would tell. Pena. Oh, yeah. She would tell you for. That guy. Yeah. I think the last time you and me, Jose, saw an XD movie together... It was 12 Years, 12 years a, slave. a Slave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when I, that lady and her husband were laughing all kinds during the movie until the major whipping scene happened. Like, what? Why do people, I mean, I understand laughing at an, like, something is, like, kind of shocking, and so you kind of give a little laugh. But the entire movie? Anyway, Chiwetel Ejiofor was really good in this movie, too. Although, he, I mean, he wasn't breaking out the acting chops or anything like that. He did just fine. He did great. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor. Yes. No. Have you guys seen Kinky Boots? Yeah, we watched it together. Oh, yeah. It's really not. good. He's really good in that. Hmm. Yeah. What else? Who else? Um... There was... Kristen Wiig wasn't bad. And then Mackenzie lady was, was pretty good as well. Did we not want to talk about that one person? Have or? we seen her before? Uh, Cult and Catch Fire, but that's a TV show. So no. Probably no. McKenzie. She's been in other stuff as well. I forget her last name. I feel like it starts with an S. I may be wrong. I've seen her before and I just... I feel like, at least. Um, which, which one are you talking about that we don't want to say? Okay, okay, spoiler, uh, the person that we are going to talk about is is not a big deal whatsoever, but for some reason it came as a pleasant surprise for us. I, I assume you're talking about Sean Bean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how many things have we seen Sean Bean in? I feel like we're like practically Sean Bean aficionados at this point. Well, we haven't seen The Hitcher. Which is great. And we haven't seen Black Death. And we haven't seen, uh, I don't know, a bunch of other movies. He's been in a lot of stuff we haven't seen That's before. a great headshot. <laughs> He's got like a little, sorry, it was an accident. Um, yeah, he's got like a little side smile in it. 
Anyways, what'd you like about Sean Bean in this movie? Um, I don't know. I guess just seeing him there made me like wonder what was gonna happen. Just like seeing- because knowing how many things he's done, I I felt like maybe his presence was creating some kind of suspense for me. <laughs> <laughs> just seeing him alive was great, is all. And they kill him off at the end by getting him. He gets hit by that rocket. It's kind of crazy. Oh, spoiler. Sorry. He dies in every movie. They couldn't let that just not happen. Um, I feel like the clothes in this movie were all really sophisticated. And I noticed in one scene he had, like, a knit tie. And I thought that was really cool. Oh, Sean Bean had a knit tie? Yeah. It was Fashion. a knitted tie. Did it was he... like a square, long, rectangular knitted tie that was underneath of like a sweater vest or something he knitted himself i don't know i could see him knitting um (laughs) but uh yeah i noticed a lot of different style choices they made especially Kristen wig because i feel like maybe they wanted her to look serious in this movie and they made some really serious clothing choices for her um, she was wearing something super business sophisticated in every scene, like, like suiting from J. Crew. And her hair was up. That means business. Right, right. Very and much so. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't there to be funny this time. <laughs> the spacesuits looked like a kind of lightweight neoprene that was like multicolored, um, orange and like gray and stuff, but it, it moved. It just looked a little bit like like something stylish. And acted um, as camouflage in case they encountered extraterrestrials on Mars. I never understand why they have astronauts in bright orange. So that you can see them. In space. Okay. In space. If they float away, you'll see the orange spot. That's right. There they go. Whee! Oh, they're white, right? I mean, now astronauts' uniforms are white. Why are they white? So that you can see them <laughs> in space. <laughs> Wee! These I were, uh, I noticed that these uh, uniforms were pretty form-fitting. <laughs> it doesn't seem like that's the uh, norm now. These, these were like, uh, hey, Matt was, Damon, nice butt. This was like Seven of Nine's uniform. Mm-hmm. No, no, well, okay, <laughs> that, that is an exaggeration. Not they, for the ladies, I don't think. They painted her into that. Yeah, some, that's true. That's true. Some of the ladies were just like, hey, uh, just in case you didn't know, this is a space woman astronaut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and speaking of space women astronaut, I think I really like seeing Kate Mara in movies. I'm not sure if she's a good actress or not, but it's it's everything I've seen her in has been like, hey, this is... She's good. Has so been? maybe she is. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else she's been in besides House of Cards being the obvious one. Right. Um, was she in anything else this year? This year, she was Fantastic in... Four. Oh, never mind. Fantastic Four, which she was fantastic in. Okay, not this year. Let's go with something <laughs> other than this year. She was in Transcendence. Ooh, okay. Uh, she was in... <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Deadfall. <laughs> she was in season one of American Horror Story. Okay, that's that was good. Oh, yeah. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. 
Um, it can be hard for TV actors to get a good part in a movie. And I think she did really good in this, so I hope she does more good parts in movies. Yes. Hopefully being Invisible Woman does not kill her career. I feel like uh, the name Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space is very apt for this one because um, it seems terrifying to go into space to me. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know why, but I guess it's just because so much shit can go wrong. So many things can go wrong in space, and um, and it seems like you're just trapped in a room, really. I mean, you're not in space. You're in another area, but you're in a room most of the time. And you've got to wear really bad outfits the whole time. <laughs> um, and you've got to live off these gross food rations. So... Um, a lot of the time when I watch movies that take place in space, I don't enjoy them because, um... You think you wouldn't like to be there? Yeah. Because I put myself there and I think, I don't think I would enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> Jose, stop messing around with that tape measure. It's picking up on the microphone. Oh, is it really? Yes. It's, it's, it's addicting. You are so unprofessional. I know, I know. This is your first time, so... I mean, it's not your. You've been on a different podcast before. I have, right? but there's no measuring tape, you know, in the in the vicinity for me to interact with. Oh, they don't have measuring tapes. No, that's yeah, the difference. We're, we're a professional. You know, we we got everything you can need. We got booze, uh, measuring tape, Legos, cats, burritos, and cats. Everything the modern podcaster needs. So, space movies. Might as well go into there since you were talking about that. Like the, the, it is terrifying. The idea of being in a, I mean, they're in a tiny room, like you said, and they if they go outside, the chances of them dying increases exponentially. It's like, but for some reason, it also seems easier than being like in a submarine. I don't know. I don't know. That's claustrophobic, maybe. Yeah. It's like people going to space with the intention of going into space, not just being in a vehicle. Where, as opposed to being underwater, most people, I think when they're doing any sort of diving, they start at the top and go down. They don't start underwater, get into a chamber, and then go out. Except for in the movie Sphere. And possibly Deep Blue Sea. I haven't seen that movie. But, uh, like, Gravity... That movie, terrifying. Just the idea of being stuck out there. Once again, <laughs> talking about what I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast, if I was in that situation, I'd just die. I'd be like George Clooney and just die. Oh, I'd, I, if I was in that situation, I'd very much be like Biggie and I'd be ready to die. Who's Biggie? Um,. Yeah, I I uh, see being on another planet as being terrifying, unless they already had, like, everything set up. And even then, I would feel very skeptical about, like, the setup and if it was structurally sound. And um, But I was watching it this time thinking about, like, when people were traveling across the United States by, like, covered wagon. Um... I was seeing it as, like, 
is trying to imagine what this would look like in times past. Someone exploring um, something new, and it just seems really out of place for me to picture us now exploring these new places in this kind of a setting. Um, which hopefully we will at some... What? What? I know, I saw that. I was talking about Jose, anyway. Keep going. I feel really weird. What am I doing wrong? Why do you, you're not doing anything wrong. What makes you think you're doing something wrong? Oh, no, it was the cat. Your face? I was talking about how cute Pascal is. Okay. That's all? <laughs> That's why I did the nose thing. Now, now Thomas knows I was talking about. I don't know. Pause. What were you saying? I was saying I was comparing the movie to like um, people in the frontier traveling, right. which I don't really like to think about because I think that's over glorified. Like people traveling across the United States as far as they could get. I mean, like Manifest Destiny. Yeah, I, I don't like Manifest Destiny, like, period. I've seen my uh, fair share of Pioneer movies, and those always seem also horrifying, because yeah. going out there, there's nobody else, uh, lots of different ways to die. Betsy has typhoid fever. Betsy has died. you got a barrier. you got to ford the river. Or are you going to try to cross with your horses? Then you can take the shortcut, but there's a toll road. That's just the Oregon Trail. You can't carry all that buffalo meat. Stop shooting them. Yeah. I mean, but space is even worse. Because no one could hear you scream. Right. <laughs> so, okay, mm -hmm. we're going to have a spoiler section now so we can talk about some things that were actually towards the end of the movie and I don't want to spoil this for anybody let's let's just do a uh, a uh, warning a base do we recommend people go see this movie I definitely recommend it we saw it in 3D I don't think it necessarily has to be there uh, be that way although I thought a lot of the Mars shots in 3D were pretty great but like I said it's about 50-50 Earth Mars Sarah should they go see it? Yeah. You should go see this movie on the big screen. I, too, as well, highly recommend you see it on the big screen. It is uh, it is a very enjoyable movie. You can't go wrong with it. But there. 3D isn't necessary. There we go. Go see it. Stop listening. Why are you listening? Go see it. Okay, spoilers. Is there anything that you guys want to talk about that has to do with what happened in the movie? Uh, Sarah's shaking her head. Go ahead. Let's hear it. I feel pressure every time you tell me to say something for Do some it. reason. Do it. I feel fine until you say say it. Everyone has huge <laughs> expectations for what you're about to say. Matt Damon should have died. There, I said. <laughs> I mean, is that seriously your opinion? Yeah, that was my, my one qualm about the movie. He shouldn't have lived. I kind of felt like if he had died, which he doesn't, he ends up getting rescued, that... I wouldn't nearly have enjoyed it as much. I, I feel like this whole triumph of humanity with science, and it was like, that that was the glorious thing about this movie. It was like science, 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 and what won the day? Science. It was like, 
such a heavy, like, hey, science is actually a good thing movie that if he had ended up dying and it was all for nothing, I would have felt bad. I, I thought that maybe one of the crew was going to die when they were trying to rescue him or something like that. I'm also glad that didn't happen. What do you think? Um, I think it's much more likely that he would have died. I don't know if he should have died in the movie's story or not, but um, if I'm trying to look at it realistically, I feel like he would have died. Um, I really liked his attitude because the character doesn't really waste any time fucking around. Um, sorry, I'm not supposed to cuss on this show. It's okay, I'll just bleep it out. He doesn't really mess around. He just gets going. He's like, okay, I'm stuck on this planet. Okay, I better create my own ecosystem. I better create my own food source. Um... And he doesn't really stop to be like, oh, God, why me? He just gets working and fixing it. Um, And I liked that. I think that maybe an astronaut who'd been trained in all of these things might feel that way. Um, But I also felt like there were some things in the story that were a little bit weird, like... The idea that the crew go back for him seemed almost like a no-brainer to me. Um, first thing, first thing when they left the planet, I was thinking, why don't they turn around and go back and get him? And first thing when he got in communication with Earth, I thought, why don't they tell them to turn around and go back and get him? Um, and maybe there wasn't a way to. Maybe there just scientifically isn't a way to. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking that uh, they, they were doing a lot of, like, uh, at least they were miming a lot of complicated math uh, equations in order to just get them to do what they end up doing, which is slingshot around the Earth to head back to Mars without uh, stopping uh, on the, you know, uh, at the McDonald's that's on the moon. So I think that if they had to try to figure out how to turn around mid-transit uh, from Mars to Earth, that it would have been... It, it might have been more difficult than what they ended up doing because they it's you know it's a giant space station they don't have a they don't have any turn signals but i i don't know about that yeah i don't know either i just felt like it seemed obvious that was the obvious uh idea to me maybe it was just impossible to actually do um, and then at some point in the story, you find out that's what they're going to do. And you feel like almost, I felt like they almost wasted time just going <laughs> out into space. I think that even after they found out he was still alive, they just assumed he was going to die. Like, no matter what he did, even when they found out he was growing things, even when they found out all this other stuff, there was always like... This we're never going to be able to get back to him in time. It doesn't matter how much food he's going to prepare. You can never predict how things are going to go. He's going to die, and we can just kind of we could be cruel and not give him any hope, or we can continue to play the game that we are and 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 have him continue to do what he's been doing. But that's I mean that's a bleak way of looking at it. But what would you think? Yeah, I don't fault I don't fault the story for being that way either. Um, I think that's realistic. I, I keep having to remind myself that this isn't realistic. It felt so realistic that 
it felt like it could have happened already. Um, but, um, yeah, I think, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, th- I did think it was very, very grounded in reality. Um, and so far as him, them not going back, it makes sense in the, in the movie. Cause yeah, he, he would have totally died. Um, just flat out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he shouldn't, he, sh- he shouldn't be alive. <laughs> but, um, it's, it's the whole, you know, triumph thing that the movie's going for and, and does very well. And you just end up rooting for this guy throughout the whole thing. The way you do in Apollo 13, though, right? Like, when yes. you see them messing around yeah. with all the parts and you're like, oh, God. Like, I hope they figure out the right combination of these things. Yeah. You feel that way. Um, even though you know that people aren't on Mars. Yeah. I thought of another complaint. Hmm. And this is something that you brought up, was that one of the kind of quirky things in the movie is that uh, Jessica Chastain's character only brought disco music, so that's all Matt Damon has to listen to, and uh, we see him watching an episode of Happy Days, so it's almost like he doesn't have that either. And then uh, he has to make fire at one point, and since... NASA doesn't want flammable material. The only thing he has is uh, Martinez's crucifix, which he's, you know, chipping off pieces of wood from. And it's like, where is his stuff? Because everybody else has their bunk with their personal pictures and their own things. I mean, maybe that episode of Happy Days was his. Maybe he just loves the fawns. I think he does love the fawns. Okay, who doesn't? But, um... I think that that was a deliberate choice made to lighten the mood of the movie in certain places. I don't know if he did bring anything with him. That seems strange to me if he didn't. But I feel like leaving him with something like that was for comic value. Right. Which I liked, you know. I'm not I'm not tearing that down. No, I understand that. I just mean it doesn't... What were his personality traits except for what we saw him talking about? We, he didn't seem to have attachment. To his plants. Maybe he was a Buddhist. It didn't seem like he had a girlfriend or a wife either or anything. He's married to the job. As we see at the end, he's still doing that job. He's not in space, but... Oh, speaking... Another thing at the end. Uh, Michael Pena's character, Martinez, has a wife and at least one kid... And we see when he is going, when he tells her that I'm going to be in space for another year, basically, so we can go back and rescue that. There, she's upset about this. But then at the end, it's revealed that the next mission, or not the very next mission, but the mission after that, he's going along. Uh, are they getting a divorce, or is it just me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did find that find that pretty funny. How a few years later, he'd he'd be going back into space. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. Um Jose? Um I mean, no, it was it was a pretty solid movie. I, I can't I mean the only qualms 
Well, initial qualm was he should have died, but maybe I've, I've just been watching too many Lars von Trier films. Um, that really goes against the whole movie's thing, the whole triumph of, you know, over all these. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was more feel-good than Tragic Hero. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. It was, it was, it was very feel-good. In a good way, not in a cheesy way. Yes. It was very well done. Yes. It, it, a lot of tension and a lot of buildup, and when you get that to the end, it is a payoff that feels real good. I thought, um, like you said, Matt Damon was just phenomenal in it, and he had these moments where he, um, his character is pretty optimistic and funny. He has a sense of humor about the whole thing, even though he knows he could potentially not make it, um... He, just his way of delivering some of the lines were pretty good, pretty funny. Um, and I think that very few other actors could have done it as well as he did. So, um, yeah. There you go. That was our review of The Martian. We rambled on about a bunch of junk, but I hope we emphasize that it's really good and you should go see it. Uh, like I said, I'd like to do more of these when some more uh, science fiction type or fantasy type movies come out. If this was not too terrible, please let us know. <laughs> Email address is please don't podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're Outer Space Pod. Uh, my personal account is JDT Movies. Jose, do you want to give them your Twitter account? Oh, uh, no, that's fine. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Jose is at Sexual Deviant. Uh, no, eight oh five at the. Yeah. You've got the eight oh five at the end. No, if, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I am at Pedestrianverse. I tweet the occasional rambling here and there. And it doesn't do much, but he does a lot of retweeting of uh, music stuff. If you want to know about music, Jose is uh, pretty good on that stuff, and he's also very good. He is my movie, like serious movie friend. I've got. Lots of movie friends, but when I want to talk about art movies, I got Sarah and I got Jose. So, it's good times for all of us here at Disneyland. Oh, wait. I don't even know how to end this one. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time on a regular episode of Please Don't Send Me in Outer Space. Bye. Bye. Adios. Adios.